the bank account is full of dough, the house is just right, you are slim and trim, and know how to pick perfect avocados. <laughs> <laughs> You have stumbled onto another episode of Get Your Fill, Financial Independence and Long Life, where we strive for ways to achieve those two goals and we invite friends on to help us. And I'm very excited today that Amy Ranger has joined us. Amy, she is the perfect person to be on the podcast because she is wholeheartedly enthusiastic about ideas and people in a way that really changes their lives for the better. She had, she was in, you know, corporate management for a decade, decades <laughs> in the government, nonprofit and private sectors. And then, and since then she's been working as a consultant and executive coach for the past nine years. And that's, I think what a lot of us are trying to do is to get away from the nine to five and come into the entrepreneurial space. So now she helps executives and organizations to set and achieve goals, which of course we all need to manage difficult employees, which unfortunately some of us need from time to time and to develop strategic plans and implement big change. And this is the year for big change. And in addition, this is something I'm very excited to talk to her about. She has a side hustle called Perfect Avocado Retreats. And already the name, I love it. So, <laughs> so where she produces retreats and programs for midlife women, which I hope I'm still midlife, um, to help them uncover the story that's been holding them back. And it's interesting that I've, I think a lot of myself and my friends have been finding this as we reach this age where we're like, oh my God, I can't believe so much time has gone by and I haven't got my shit together yet. So um, we need, we need Amy to help us figure out what's holding us back and to figure out our superpower and get into, to, and she helps to guide us into our dream, our big dreams that we've been trying to, kind of dreaming in private and not telling anybody, and then come up with real plans to bring them out of the dream world and bring them into reality. So Amy, thanks so much for being here. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited too. Cool. So first of all, I have to, just because the name, please tell me all about the avocado retreats. I just, I, I'm excited. I can't wait to go. <laughs> yeah. So Perfect Avocado Retreats um, was born. So my best friend and I, we've been friends for about 30 years. And individually, we've been doing, we've each had done like about 30 years each of, you know, personal development type workshops. And so we, we really knew a lot about that space and we would over, you know, in various course of our, our lives, you know, our practices would wane and, you know, wax and wane. And we, we would sometimes get together for a weekend. Like she lives in Vermont. I live in Boston. And so we would get together for a weekend where we would like sort of have a retreat for ourselves. And we would like do all the spiritual work and personal development work, brain work. And one day we just realized, you know, we really know a lot about this. And one of the things we talk about in your soup and our superpowers, we can talk about later is that the things that you're good at, you think everybody's good at, you know, so we had the epiphany that we actually have all this knowledge, and that we could really share it with. You. So that's where perfect avocado retreats was born. Love it. So why the name? Tell me how you came up with the name. So, so funny because we, I'm going to pull up my website so I can tell you the exact quote, but we, um, we were, we did this naming course, this name your, you know, basically name your business course. And we went through all these different names and we, and we did all these focus groups and, and we did all these surveys with our friends and we had all these 
completely not related to this names. And we were narrowing <laughs> it down and narrowing it down. And then Pam, my my partner, best friend, partner in this business, sent me this email from another sort of coachy type person that we follow. And she was like, I really, it was more about, I like how her emails laid out. We should think about this. But what I saw about it was there was a paragraph in that email that said, I'm going to read it here. It's tempting to be in fantasy about someday, that fuzzy happy ever after when you get the job, the romantic partner, the family, the bank account is full of dough, the house is just right, you are slim and trim and know how to pick perfect avocados. (laughs) We read that. I read that and I was like, that is our name. (laughs) And we like scrapped all this work we had done and we were just like, that's our name. And then we, you know, started, that's when we started working with a graphic designer to do our, our logo and stuff. But I mean, we are so happy with the name. You know, I, see if you can see it there. Um, love it. We get so many people just saying that they just, they just love our name. It's whimsical, but also everybody understands what you mean, you know, when you're <laughs> like how hard it is to pick a perfect avocado. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And once you get good at that, you can do anything. <laughs> yeah. We call our, we call our, you know, women perfect avocados. Like, you know, I'm doing an Instagram thing. I'll start by saying, hey, perfect avocados. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you think we, you know, it sounds like you've been evolving and changing throughout your whole life. Why do people find change to be so stressful and frightening and, you know, overwhelming yeah it's interesting because it that has never been the case for me partly I went to eight schools in eight years when I was a kid and so I just grew up with constant change and so that's normal to me and I actually I don't know if you know about the Enneagram at all but I'm an Enneagram seven which is people who just need constant like stimulation squirrel 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 (laughs) you know we need like the new thing And so it was, it was sort of well into my adult life that I realized that other, that most people actually dread change. They like, there's stress about it. And, and I started working in change management because I really was like, I I mean, change, the only thing that stays the same is change, right? (laughs) So I, I knew that I could help people, you know, overcome this fear of change because 99% of the time, the change is the bulldozer, you know, it's coming, whether you like it or not. So you can either learn how to manage it and live with it and and actually try to make it a positive thing in your life, or you can be run over by it. And I think this, in this past, you know, during the COVID, as everyone, the COVID era, that a lot of people have been run over by. I mean, I I do think that a lot of people have just been I have friends who have just, you know, haven't left the house basically since last March. Mm-hmm. And I'm just the yeah. opposite, of course. And I, mean, I have barely left the house. Since last, really? Yeah. I have barely left the house since last March, but I, I have not been run over by it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've just rolled with the change and we pivoted our, you know, our, our, our business was, you know, in-person retreats and we pivoted to, 
some virtual retreats and some virtual offerings and a bunch of free offerings and just saw it as a as a growth year. You know, we didn't, I didn't like woe is me for the year. It's interesting because you know, you'll talk to two different people who are essentially in the same business or are in businesses that basically could have been, who have been very affected by it, like the restaurant business, for example, or I, a friend of mine's uh, daughter is, has a kennel and, you know, obviously nobody was traveling, nobody was going anywhere. And so it's like her business dried up overnight and she thought, oh, what should I do? You know, what am I going to do? And she started reading that people were buying dogs because they were home and and they didn't know what to do with them and it was this big problem so she started a puppy play group <laughs> what a great idea you know right that's the thing well that's part of what i mean i i we can talk later but i have this like multi-step thing of going through change but one of the changes like how can you how can you change the story how can you have some control like i call it agency you know how can you do something empowering instead of feeling like this is done to you. How can you choose it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a, and it is, I mean, it's been a great opportunity for me, you know, for my year. And I know some people too have done things that they never would have even had the time to do, right? If, if they weren't suddenly right. home 24 seven. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Well, for me, you know, I have an only child and she's a senior in high school and, so, you know, every single day is the last day that I'm going to have that day with her. And she's super social and she's a day student at a boarding school. So she goes to school generally before COVID, you know, she spends all weekend at school. She sleeps there many nights a week. She, you know, we, I just don't see her that much. And, and the silver lining for me with COVID was, you know, all of spring, all of summer and some of fall, I, she was just here and I really I, that is a huge silver lining to me that I got to spend so much time with her in this last year that I get her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think some people are thinking, oh, you're having to be with your kids. Oh my God. Every single day of the pandemic, I said, I'm so glad I don't have a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, change is inevitable, as we said, but why is it actually good for us? It's, well, first of all, it's coming, you know, most of the time you don't have any say in it. And I, I think it's like, you can make it good for you. That's what I, um, I mean, I'll just tell you like a few of the steps, not all of them, but like, the first thing is you really need to acknowledge what you're feeling. So I don't want to, um, sort of gloss over that step, you know, you really want to feel the feelings of whatever loss or whatever change is happening. But I always say, you know, don't be the feeling. Don't identify with the feeling. You can feel them, but don't be afraid of it. And there has, there's a line between like feeling them and wallowing in them. Yeah. So I sort of like, it depends on what the thing is. I mean, the change could be you know, your bus stop moved or the change could be you got cancer. You know what I mean? There's a lot, but depending on the, the severity of it, you want to set yourself sort of a deadline that, okay, I'm going to wallow in this for a week or a day or, <laughs> you know, whatever. My daughter goes to a, an arts high school and they have to audition for every show and they, you know, hardly ever get in if they're lower classmen. And they have a rule that you can, you can be upset about it for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, 
So it's like, just feel your feelings, don't be your feelings, but then set a time, right? And so then once you've felt the feelings and you're sort of feel like you've processed that, the next thing is that you just have to accept that the thing happened because the more we just fight it, you know, I didn't want this, I didn't want this, I didn't want this, you're not moving forward at all. You know, you need to strip away all the stories that you made up about why it happened and what ha- what it means that it happened, you know, you just have to accept and, and, and the fact of it, you know, from like my kids going to college, I got this diagnosis, I lost my job in a neutral way. You have to get to where that is just a neutral thing. That is just a fact. And there's, there's no meaning. We're meaning making machines. That's when we practice, you know, humans are meaning making machines. So if we're going to make up stories about what things mean, let's make up some stories that are empowering for us. And that sort of is further down the list. You know, we do a few things like we always we talk a lot about brain science, like slow down. We have two sections of our brain. We have this lizard brain, the amygdala, and we have our evolved brain, which is our neocortex. The amygdala is four times faster than the neocortex. That's why when you ask people to remember an event, they can remember four bad events for every one event, for every good event, because the amygdala will just tell you all the scary, horrible things that have ever happened It really fast. So it always helps you to slow down and let your rational evolved brain catch up and, and go from there. I also always talk about, you know, learning the lessons, like what were the lessons that you could learn from whatever this change was, you know? And there's a lot of lessons with COVID, you know, there's just a lot of lessons about, you know, were we washing our hands enough? Were we valuing our frontline workers, the grocery store work? You know, there's a lot of lessons that we can learn. Um, do, did we have to have all these in-person meetings? You know what I mean? There's like, there's a lot of things that we can learn. And then I get to, you know, then you can come up with a new story. So why don't you now that you've learned the lessons and you've slowed down and you've accepted and you felt your feelings, let's come up with a way to make it, to make it positive. So, you know, with COVID, you know, let's look at all the things that happened this year that were really good. Like my daughter being spending time with me that wouldn't have happened. So that it goes on more, but that's like sort of the the core things about like, and I lead when I'm coaching executives or when I'm leading organizations through change, it's like a, a, a multi-step process, but that's sort of like at a high level. Yeah, no, that's, and it's so true. You know, Tony Robbins says, what if everything was happening for you, not to you? Mm-hmm. And that's, it's- and all the time too. It, I always say it is, it, it is happening for you. Absolutely. And and you just have to figure out how it doesn't always come in a package that you expected. Right. Yeah. So how about, how did you make your change? You you were working for decades in in kind of corporate America, right? Maybe in what people might've even called your dream job or a dream job. Exactly. Yeah. How did you you say, I'm going to kick this thing to the curb and just go off into the great unknown. (laughs) Exactly. And it was scary, but I, so I had been in nonprofit. I had been in in corporate America. And I also have a sort of a background in democratic politics. So I also had worked in and out of government. So at the time I was um, working for the democratic governor of Massachusetts as uh, the chief of staff to the department of transportation. And at that time, um, 
So I, there was historic transportation reform and I was the one who was charged with implementing that. So that's sort of where my change, where I learned how to like use change management in a, you know, we, this was like literally historic transportation reform. So everything about transportation in Massachusetts was changed. And so I learned all that. And then during that time also, there was a lot of turnover in the Secretary of Transportation. So I was on my fourth Secretary of Transportation and in five years, and I was sort of done with that. I also knew that I had a lot of contact contacts in state government. And if I wanted to sort of use those contacts, I needed to do it before there was a new governor and there was new people in those roles. So I decided to leave my job and I told every, I, I think I boiled it down to like three things that I was looking for. Um, I wanted my work to be flexible. Like when you work at a high level in the state, there's so many eyes on you. Like there were so many times where I would be home with a sick kid with a fever working the entire day, but I had to take a sick day because if you're not in your seat, the Herald is going to want to see where you were. You know what I mean? So I wanted a job that was flexible. Um, I wanted a job that was not just flexible with my time, but that I could do from anywhere. I could travel and still do it. I can move. I could do it anywhere. And I wanted, I wanted to work less and make more money. And I didn't care sort of what the work was, the industry, the whatever, you know, I just wanted to be using my skills. And so I would, I had coffees. I met every time I talked to anybody that either knew I was leaving or knew I had left, I, I, you know, I would say those things and people would say to me, you know, well, that's what everybody wants. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm going to get it. You know, like you have to ask for it. And here's the big difference. I'm, I'm having it. <laughs> right, right, right. So you can sit in your crappy job and wish you had this. And I'm putting it out in the universe. That that's what I want. And I'm telling everybody I know. And that's, you know, vulnerable to just tell people that, you know, this is what I'm looking for. But in the end, that's what happened. I got a, a big contract with the state to do the sort of the same kind of work I was doing, but as on my own, in my own time, you know, more money because I'm a contract, I'm a consultant now. And then I just regularly got more work and more work and that, and I built that business. And I mean, it's a hundred percent because I said, that's what I wanted. And you, you have to, if you want something, first of all, you have to be really specific about what you want and very clear about what you want. And then you have to believe that you can get it. And then you just let the universe, the world, God, fate, whatever you believe in, take over. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I, I've been actually listening a lot lately to um, uh, Abraham Hicks. Yeah, that's that's sort of what you know what he says, what they say. So mm -hmm. you just like you put it out there. You say, okay, I don't like this. I like this, and then you just say, go off, <laughs> go right. do your thing. Let me know when I'm when it's ready. And, and like I you say, just totally believe it's coming. Yeah, I I mean, my a friend of mine, my business partner has dubbed me this, but it's true. Like I'm a champion manifester. Like I have manifested the literal most amazing things in my life in the past 30 years when I first discovered Abraham in the 80s um, and that sort of work. And I can teach you how to do it too. Like it's not science, it's not rocket science. Anybody can do it. And I have gotten so good at it that I can, 
I really can guide people and I don't even have to talk about manifesting or I don't, they don't even have to believe in it. And we don't have to use any woo woo language. I can use brain science and, you know, executive coaching and your current high powered job to help you get what you want. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you can. The reticular activator will suddenly now be looking for all the stuff that. But right. it's true, right? When you start thinking about that, if you, if you believe that everything is terrible, then everything you see, you're going to look at it with that lens, or you're going to interpret it that way, as opposed to. It's funny when I first started dating my boyfriend. I'm definitely a glass half full kind of person, you know, and he was not so much. And uh, one time we we had parked his car, gone to a show. And then when we came back, there was literally a, another car stuck to his car. The guy had just had challenges parking, <laughs> managed to get himself so close to his car that we, you know, they were literally stuck together. And the guy was in the car and he was just so upset. And, and I, you know, John walks over and he's just like, oh my God, what's going on? You know, I said, well, thank God he's still here and thank God everybody's okay. And, you know, it's great that everything, he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, approach that situation completely differently. And then once the cars got separated, there was really no damage and everything was fine, you know, but it's so easy just to fly off the handle and, you know, I always say, you know, it's totally your perspective. I, when I was having my daughter, I was with a midwife planning a home birth and I had, I had one of the midwives in the team, her father-in-law was a neonatologist like he actually did surgery on babies in the womb and so for him every every childbirth is like a medical trauma disaster waiting to happen but for the midwives every childbirth is a natural normal thing and sometimes things go wrong you know and it's just like when you just look at like those two there are two different perspectives on the same exact thing yeah exactly and well, and, and you can certainly understand his viewpoint because right, he doesn't get involved unless there's a trauma. That's all he sees. <laughs> right, exactly. He's not realizing that there's a million like, and million of births take place without you can him. end up with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But now that can be challenging though. I mean, how do people keep their, you know, a positive vibration? How do they keep a positive spin on things when they feel like everything's out of their control? Yeah, so there's a few things. One of them is the learning how to slow down. You know, really, I mean, there's never a time in your life where you are not served by just taking a deep breath. I mean, I know that sounds simple, but it is 100% true. The other thing that we talk about is um, to play to your strengths. So I can talk about the virtual the virtual retreat, the superpower retreat. So um, in the superpower retreat, we have you use this test and we discover what your superpowers are and usually have two or three that are really high for you. And because you're really good at those things, you think everybody's good at those things and you don't understand that those are really unique to you superpowers. The other thing is that when you try to improve your strength, you you um, grow or increase or move towards your goal faster than if you try to improve your weaknesses. I mean, if you're in a position to just hire someone to do the things that you're weak at, you should do it because trying to improve your weaknesses is never going to serve you. Trying to improve your strengths is really going to get you there. And the thing that's really interesting about strengths and weaknesses is from a brain science perspective 
is, you know, there's a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And I'll just, for your listeners that don't know what that is, I'll just quickly. So people either have a growth or a fixed mindset. And the way I describe it is, so say you're a high school kid and you're so good at math and you've been good at math your whole life and you're always the best and you go to MIT, okay? And now it's all the kids in the whole world who are good at math, right? So the kid with the fixed mindset goes to MIT and get, takes his first math test and gets a B. And that kid is crushed. That kid thinks, oh my God, I thought I was good at math. But what I realized was I was not around people that were good at math. And now that I am, I'm not good at math. And she goes off and changes her major. The person with the growth mindset says, oh, I haven't had any competition. I haven't been around people that were good at math. I'm going to need to work harder. You know, so that's the difference between fifth and growth mindset. Now, the reason I bring that up is because even people that have a growth mindset generally, they have a fixed mindset when it comes to their strengths. They think their strengths are fixed and they think other people can improve their strengths, but they don't think they can. So this is something that we really unpack in the virtual retreat and we help women. It's four hours. It's really fun. It's online. We, it's live. We help you. We identify your superpowers. We help you really understand what those superpowers are. And we come help you. We do a really fun thing where we design an avatar of your superpowers, of your superhero self. And it's really fun. And we talk a lot about this kind of brain science in that. Well, it sounds, yeah, because when you were saying, you know, improve your strengths, I don't think, but I don't know how many of us actually know what our strengths are. Most people don't. Yeah. 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 It's true. That's so powerful. It's, um, and you're right. When you are, and I've noticed this myself because I'm really organized. And so it took me a while to figure out that other people weren't that organized. <laughs> right. I mean, it really is. It's like the fish you're swimming, the water you're swimming in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I would think to myself, well, why can't, you know, people see these things, you know, why, what do you mean you can't find this thing? What do you mean? You know, like I've got everything, right. my, my CDs, when I was, when I was a kid, they were records and, you know, cassette tapes, they were all organized by alphabetically. And I thought, how can people stand like not being able to find the one they need? You know, <laughs> right, right. you just don't understand that. Like other people don't have the same strengths you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. Yeah. It's funny. But it's powerful once you know, like you say, it, it's that's I really like the way you phrase that, like when you tr spend all this time and we do. Right. Oh, I'm not <clears throat> that good in math. So I'm going to do all my own taxes because that way I'll learn, you know. No, give it to some, the person who's good at math. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, if you're in an or if you have your own organization and you're don't feel comfortable with sales, you know, hire a salesperson, you know, like. <laughs> check that it's not fear-based and everything, but really like when you can actually identify your strengths and weaknesses and it's not based on fear and stories that you're making up. Yeah. Hire people to do those things or, you know, just get enough good enough that you can do them as they need to be done and then really work on, or, or see if you can use your strengths to do some of those things. You know, you never know. Yeah. Well, and it's not just powerful, it's also liberating, right? right? Instead of beating yourself up day after day, oh, I just, I should be better at this thing. You just not, man. Just right. <laughs> right. I saw right. something one time 
and I'm trying to, I don't remember where it was, but it's like, you know, Superman would be a great pizza delivery guy. <laughs> Right. But is that really his highest and best use? That's great. That's so great. Like he would be actually, but <laughs> saving the world. The highest best one. use for his talents. Exactly. Pizza <laughs> like that. Yeah. So what's your favorite part of your new of your? Well, it's not that new life, right? You've been doing it for nine years. But what's your favorite part of this this iteration of you? Well, I really. I mean, this sounds like, I don't, I don't know what it sounds like, but I <laughs> change people's lives and I am so honored to be able to do that. And I'm so honored that people trust me in that kind of way and, you know, listen and do what I'm coaching them to do and their lives are changed and I see it and they see it. And that's how I get more work because people recommend me and, in organizations, like when I'm working in an organization right now that it was really in a time of crisis and I'm in there now and turning that place around and making a difference for the staff there, for the clients they serve, for, you know, and to me, that is just like all I could ever want is to see the difference I'm making in the world. At Perfect Avocado, we are, the actual vision statement for our, our Perfect Avocado is we help women to realize their dreams so that their world is changed and the world is changed. Wow. <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> nice. Oh my goodness. So what advice do you have for people who are, you know, bumping up against change and having lots of stress and anxiety and they feel like they're bumping their head against the wall besides a big deep breath, which is yeah. perfect, which is excellent advice. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's to try to see what the what, what what could be positive about it. I mean, there's all the steps and stuff, but there's something that you can learn and there's something you can well, you, something you can learn from everything. So that's one thing. Figure see what you can learn from this, but also really unpack it. Like what is what are you making up about these facts and what are the facts, you know? I'm going to use something horrible like a cancer diagnosis. So you're diagnosed with cancer. Okay, that's the fact. You're not going to see your kids grow up. You're not going to, you know, all of this other stuff, you're that's you're making all that up. What the fact is is that you have cancer. And until you can just live in that fact, you can't like look for treatments or try to get better or you know like cuz you're making up a story about where it's all going. And you have got to rein that in and you've got to just look at what the facts are and then work from the facts. And if you're going to make something up, make up a really good story about how the doctor that's treating you is going to discover some new thing and everybody after you is going to be cured of this kind of cancer. Right. <laughs> you know? no, you're right, right? It's the stories we tell ourselves and people yeah. don't realize how powerful their mind is. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, that's excellent advice. Excellent advice. So tell me about the retreat. Like, did it ever, was it ever in person? Was it always on? Yes, yes, it was in person and it was awesome. So I'll tell you how it goes. It's it's an amazing three days. Um, we're planning, we're not gonna, I don't think we'll do any in person in 2021 just because I think it's still kind of sketchy, but we're planning one in 2022 in Costa Rica. Ooh, um, so, and that one will be a week long because, but will be the same three days, basically three days of content, but we want there to be like, you know, zip lining, you know, like, so 
basically it's like about three and a half days. And the first day we unpack the story that you've been telling you, yourself your whole life. And uh, we have, we are about to launch on our Perfect Avocado website, a, a free webinar series that you can do a little bit of this work of um, over, over four videos and about, you know, month, you can learn how to do this, but it's much more in depth when we're all women together talking. So we really unpack the stories that you have been, that you have been telling yourself your whole life that have been holding you back. So that's one day. And we break up with them. Like we really break up with them and we're never going to tell that story again. Make that commitment. The next day, we dream really big. And we have a lot of tools and a lot of practices to help you dream big. Because most people, those stories have been, they don't even, most people don't even know how to dream big. Their big dream is so small, even though it's scary and big to them, their dreams could be so much bigger. So the second day we really work on dreaming really, really, really big. And then the third day, which is for us, the secret sauce, because there's a lot of times where you go to a retreat or you go to a workshop or whatever, and you have a few days where you feel really great. And then you sort of slide back in. Well, because I'm a management consultant and I, you know, help people implement things. The third day is all about sort of creating a strategic plan and an implementation plan to make these dreams happen. So you're not just going to leave with this great big new dream and go forth and execute it. We're going to help you develop a plan and what are the next steps and what are the small steps that you could take and like really keep this alive with you when you leave. So that's the basic outline of the retreat. Perfect. Wow, that's great. Because you're right, you know, it's nice to go someplace and get all motivated. And I don't even want to tell you how many notebooks I've sure. filled from all the things that I've gone to. But then they get filed. You're like, okay, that was fun. File the notebook away. And I forget what I found the other day, someplace I'd gone. And I was like, oh, wow, look at all this stuff I wrote yeah. down. Right. We really feel strongly that we want you to be you know, ready to make that dream happen and, and that it will happen. So how big are the, how big of a group do you normally have? So anywhere from like four to 10, we really like it to be sort of an intimate group because people are going to be really sharing their stuff and we don't want, we, and, and there's only two of us. So we want to be able to give everybody real quality one, you know, time with coaching from us. So we really try to keep it an intimate group. So four to 10 and the same with the virtual retreat as well, because we want everybody to have time to share and it's only four hours and yeah. 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 It's true. No, I want, I definitely want to go to the Costa Rica one. Okay. <laughs> Having a good excuse to go there. Well, go to our website, perfectavocadoretreats.com and sign up to be on our mailing list and right. know when all the next things are launching. Excellent. Oh, that sounds so much fun. Um, what have I, what have I not asked you, Amy, that you would love to share with people? Um, I think the last thing I would say, which is sort of the end of my steps of, of, of managing change is to take baby steps in the direction of where you want to go. Like people think like, it's just like these enormous things and they have to go, you know, I have to do something like this dream looks so far away and it's so big, you know, they want to lose a hundred pounds and gosh, they have to meal plan and they have to exercise every day and they have to go for a walk and they, you know, you can do like one little thing every single day in the furtherance of your goal. You know, you can plan one 
meal. You can, you know, network with one person. You can, you know, just try to do one baby step every single day. Baby, baby, baby steps, really. Plan the plan. You know what I mean? And like, okay, you can't meal plan yet. How about if you just spend an half an hour looking at recipes in your rest in your books or looking at food bloggers. You know what I mean? Like that's you don't even have to meal plan yet. Let's just like gather some recipes. Like really baby steps that they build and they and they grow momentum and then they make you feel like you're in action. And then every day, the longer, the more often you do it, the more in action you are. Yeah, no, that's excellent advice. I actually did a, a, I don't want to go too far down the hole, but a couple of years ago, I had a thing where every, I wanted to see the sunrise every morning. So I made a commitment. I said, the only, how am I going to like get myself to do this? So I did a, I did a Facebook live series, the sunrise series. And I gave every day a different theme so that I had to get my butt out there on the beach every day by, you know, by sunrise. And so one of the things I did was, I don't even remember what the day was called, but it was just a, you know, like exercise kind of tips, you know, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, one minute, if you can get this into your life where you walk for one minute for the first week, and then the next week you just add one minute. So, you, you know, the, the sideline of that is you have to get up a minute earlier or maybe five right. minutes earlier to get your stuff on. And then you do that walk. And then the next week, Right. So you do that one minute for a week. So maybe just get up out of bed, get dressed and run around the house and, you know, get back to bed or whatever. And then the next week, one week by the end of the year. Right. You're walking for almost an hour and it's so huge. And the change is it's infinitesimal. Right. Right. Minute. But, you know, like you say, it just builds on itself. You just, you know, suddenly you're there and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm walking 52 minutes a day. You know, It's like, a habit. You don't even think about it anymore. It's like, exactly. that's what you do. Like you brush your teeth, you get up and you walk. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, no, that's great advice. So powerful. Excellent. Well, I'm very, very excited to, yeah. to go on your website perfectavocadoretreats.com. Yeah, so I have two websites, perfectavocadoretreats.com retreats with an S and amybranger.com, which is B-R-A-N-G-E-R. And then I'm going to offer a coupon for 50% off the retreat. And Ooh. we'll have that in the show notes or somewhere where people can see that coupon code. Absolutely. So next month's retreat, virtual retreat this year, yep. is going to be 50% off. So there's really no excuse at all that Everybody should not be there, except that, you know, space is limited. So don't dilly-dally. We're going to have one in April, one in May, one in June. And these are the superpower, the superpower retreat, virtual retreats. And we're only going to let 10 people in each one. So yeah, yeah. why not? And I, I can't think of anything that people could do that would be more revolutionary to their life than to figure out their strengths, figure out what it is that you're actually really good at. And then just build on that instead of flim flamming around, you know, complaining that you're no good at math, you know? (laughs) Exactly. 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 And it's like four hours to yourself on a Sunday afternoon, you know, give yourself that time. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, Amy, thank you so much. It's been so great meeting you. And I know everybody loved everything that you shared with them. Um, Remember, listeners that the show notes are going to be on you know wherever you wherever you hear the podcast and they'll also be on the website which is getyourfillpodcast.com and the 
coupon code, which will be at, be there. But if you just want to remember it because you have magical superpowers in memory, the code <laughs> is get your fill. Couldn't be easier. So, and thank you for listening, Amy. Thank you for being here. And I'll see you all next week or you'll hear me all next week. And if you want to see us all, we are going to, you can go to the YouTube channel, which is uh, Boston RE Guru on YouTube. 